Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. of Start, Scale, Succeed, I'm joined by Natalie Meredith, founder of Empower Botanics, a CBD brand founded because of her personal journey and experience. Thanks for joining me today, Natalie. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for for being a guest. Now, I want to kind of go straight in and ask, obviously, we'll talk about your journey and and a lot about the business as well, but how did your interest in CBD start? It first started around 2018. Um, This is when CBD had only been legal for about six, seven months and no one really knew about it. It wasn't a thing. It was very, very, very stigmatized. People still thought it was marijuana, but I actually developed a um, syndrome called restless leg syndrome. And what it is, is a a neurodegenerative disorder, uh, which when I'm in a resting state, it sends shocks down my legs. So it kind of feels like there's electricity running through my legs whenever I say go to rest on the couch and fall asleep or try and go to bed at night. Um, there's no known cure for it. About 5% of the population get it. A lot of people don't actually know what it is they've got. Um, and when looking up, you know, what the management tools were for it, it was very heavy prescription-based, over-the-counter artificial drugs like Xanax or Valium or uh, dopamine replacement therapy. And that just wasn't for me. I've always been someone who's tried to opt in from the natural alternative. So I did a little bit of research. I remember years ago um, hearing about in America, they were using CBD for like seizures on kids and stuff like that. And it was working amazing. And I was like, "Mm, let me just check if this is like still a thing. And yeah, I was very lucky where it just been legalized. So I, it was really difficult to find, to like understand what to take, how to take it, where to buy it, what was safe, what wasn't. Um, and at the time, all the packaging was like very colorful yeah. and like, if you're walking into, I know it's not, it's not the cannabis side, but as if you, I imagine it was probably just very, hippie-ish hemp yeah so many colors so much so many marijuana leaves or like hemp leaves and it was very like (laughs) um but I got over that and I ended up buying sort of my first CBD vape and literally the first time I used it the symptoms of the restless leg syndrome melted away and I had the first sleep I'd had in months um Mm -hmm. that was full and long eight hours woke up feeling great Um, so from then on, I continued to use it. And as I continued to use it, I found all these other benefits. Mm -hmm. So my like anxiety had simmered down. 
I was sleeping better. I was like less reactive. My mood was better. I was just feeling like more balanced and more in line. And so this really like fueled my interest for it. And I kept looking, just looking at new products. How do you take it? What's what, what CBDs, what, you know, what everything means. Um, and I became a little bit obsessed and then at some point I was just like, this is because I had been looking for a business to start, right? I just didn't know what it was going to be. I always knew that I was going to start a business. I have a real problem with um, corporate authority. I don't like to be under anyone's thumb. Um, So I was just sort of waiting for my opportunity. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is it. I looked at the numbers. um, And then, yeah, like I just became really obsessed with CBD and and figured out a way to make it into a business. And when you, so from a time frame point of view, when did you start taking it? Like take in terms of from a time frame when you started taking it and when you decided to go for it as a business, what's the time frame of that? Um, so say 2018, I started taking it. Let's, I, I think it was like the middle. Yeah, no, it was cold. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was sometime in 2018. Um, I registered my business May 2020, but I didn't start doing anything until one year later. Okay. So there was a whole thing about how life gets in the way. There was a lot of mindset mm-hmm. going on in that. I, You know, you're just like, oh, do I have time? Is this it? Oh, I've got such a stable job. Let me just wait till this job, you know, I'll just, I'll just yeah. do another six months. I'll just do another... Let me just pay my rent for this long. Um, and in the background, I was, you know, developing the idea and and whatnot. And it, at first it was going to be called Vibe and like the packaging was horrible. And like, it's actually, it's the one year anniversary of Empower today, actually. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be making like a reel uh, that shows the journey and just looking back at the pictures, I was like, wow, I'm so happy that I pivoted <laughs> to, to a different name and different packaging. And what were you doing before you started the brand? I was in real estate and property development. So I've spent um, a career in sales in the big corporate world mm-hmm. um, around, you know, a lot of money basically exchanging hands in front of me. Um, so coming in from that environment, then my own product where obviously you start very small, um, I bootstrapped it as well. So it was a real shock and a real difference. And with property and real estate, it's very high pressure. Yeah. So at least I had that down pat. But at the same time, there is a blueprint for property and real estate. People have been doing it for years and years and years and nothing has really changed much. It's very traditional. So in saying that it's the type of career you go into and they give you like the answer. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how you sell it. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is and it. And obviously your own business is then very different because it's very it's a different, different mindset. It's all the, all, everything is on you. Yeah, it's a very, very different pressure. And so if we just kind of think about those early days when you were thinking about, is this a good idea? What kind of research did you do? What made you realize that, yeah, this is what I'm going to, this is what I want to do? Honestly, it was mostly um, anecdotal. A lot of it, I was just like this, this thing, this, this like plant that's been extracted into oils. It's so good. It works with so many things. There is absolutely no way that this could not be successful. And whether that takes one year 
10 years, 15 years, at some point it is going to blow up. But what I mostly looked at was the blueprint from the USA. So typically, yeah. the I mean, the UK, we're five years behind in anything. Um, something like CBD is there's a lot of legal red tape around it. So it might take like, a, it might take longer because it's out of our control. There's government regulations that need to be approved and, you know, laws need to be lifted and regulations need to be made in order to make it a, a safe industry and whatnot. But with the US, you saw there was initial resistance to it. People yeah. didn't understand it for a long time. Even now, still some people don't understand CBD, but uh, I think it was in 2018, the farm bill was created, which meant that everywhere in the in the States, CBD was legal as long as it had, you know, a certain level of um, THC in it. So it was like 0.03% of THC was the maximum. And then you could grow, grow it wherever you wanted. And that was like a huge, seeing that was a huge tick for me. I was like, okay, well, if the US has done it and they're yeah. the ones who started the war on drugs, <laughs> if they are, you know, coming back from that, then eventually the UK will follow. Eventually the rest of Europe will follow. And, you know, I think the world will step in line soon enough. So. And there's a really, um, there's a really broad mix because I've looked at American brands as well. Because actually, this is, when I was looking at a product business, I was, this is a couple of years ago. So I was thinking, oh, you know, CBD, like yourself, there's a gap. There's, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's a growing market. There's a really broad range of price points and brands positioned. You know, you've got some really high-end brands in the States that are selling it for quite an expensive amount. Yes. And then you've got much lower price brands as well. Is there a, um, in terms of effectiveness, is there a certain amount, I know you don't want to get too technical probably in terms of, um, but is there a certain amount that it needs to have to make it work? Or, And, and I know because obviously we met um, when you were at um, Kim's event, um, Half Baked in London, and we, you were talking more about it there, but it really does affect how you take it, doesn't it, as well? Because you have bath salts, you have the, the oils, you have kind of, talk us through some of the products as well and how they're different. Sure. So if you just think about it like an, any other plant or any other fruit or vegetable or whatever, it's going to depend on the type that you're taking. So let's like use, for example, capsicums, bell peppers. There's a green one. There's a red one. There's a yellow one. Uh, the green is the weakest mm -hmm. because it's been um, like grown for the least amount of time. The yellow one is the medium strength and it has like a medium taste. And then the red one is like really strong because that's been grown for the longest time. They're just different types of the same plant, essentially. Okay. Um, now with CBD, it's the same thing. There's different types of CBD. There's CBD isolate, which is like pure, um, but that's very a misconception because it means that it doesn't have the other plant elements in it from the hemp plant. There's broad spectrum, which has all the plant elements and CBD. And then there's full spectrum, which has all the plant elements plus CBD plus THC, but only a small amount. And the rule of thumb with anything herbal is the more sort of plants you put together, the better it works. And it's called the entourage effect. If anyone wants to look it up, um, the more effective it is because the compounds work together in synergy and they just produce a stronger effect. So when you see CBD products that are quite cheap, 
and you if you're educated in it you would read on the back and you would look for the type of cbd it is usually the cheap ones will be cbd isolate because it's very cheap to produce mm-hmm. so if you're taking cbd isolate as an oral um supplement you're going to get effects but they're just not going to be as effective as the other types of cbd so it is one of those things where you really get what you pay for mm-hmm. and there is a cap on that as well. So like with any industry, marketing is your best friend. If you market it as a prestige product, there's only like there's there's only so much that is that a CBD can be of quality, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it can only reach such a level before it's like, okay, above like 70 pounds your CBD doesn't particularly get any better in yeah. terms of so quality for the brand and the, and the marketing and, and yeah, exactly. It's like, if you want a nice pretty bottle and you want to say, Oh, I have this brand and you like their ethos, you like where they've come from. They're a smaller brand. So you want to support them or, or whatever it is, then, you know, you're probably going to pay a higher price. And some people are okay with that. I, in fact, I think some people thrive off that of doing that. Um, but in terms of strength and things like that um obviously the higher the strength the more effective it's going to be or on the flip side of that the higher the strength the less you have to take at the end of the day you you're paying for the cost per milligram of cbd yeah okay right and so cbd obviously for for people that aren't fully aware it can help with anxiety it can help with sleep it can help with pain um any other things that you found it useful for uh, for myself, oh my gosh, how much time do you have? <laughs> um, or maybe uh, it's things so that people aren't, you know, maybe the more, the less common. Ones that people aren't aware of. Yeah, okay, yeah. so more recently for me, what I, because this is the, the amazing thing about it is I've been taking it for what's 2022 now, so four years, and I'm still discovering new ways it can help me. Mm-hmm. Um so I was, I had a bad back injury for a lot of years, like six, seven years. So first of all, CBD helped with the, the pain of that. Um, mm-hmm. cause I would go in and out of re-injuring it. I personally believe taking CBD consistently over a long period of time helped my body recover because I, this year I was able to get back into the gym yeah. first time in six, seven years that I've been able to do that. So Um, I think that's also with a lot of other good habits that I've been developing as well. But when I returned to the gym for the first time, and this is, I'm talking about martial arts. So like kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu, like grappling. Yeah. Very intense stuff. Like you're you're pulling each other's limbs, like I had bruising everywhere, et cetera. I, I, after my first session, I literally like couldn't move. I was like, I was walking like this and I was just like, I, I can't deal with this. Like, how am I going to go back for my next session? Um, and then I was like, I know I've, I've read CBD is good for recovery. It's good for inflammation. So if I put one, one and one together, it should at least help me with the inflammation of my muscles right now. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me try it. So after my workout, I took, you know, like half a dropper, what I would usually take before bed or something anyway. Um, and within 10 minutes, my muscles were like, I was feeling numb. I was like this. And then I was like that. And I was fine. I was moving around and I was like, okay, yeah. all right. I think we found something new here. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, usually you would have the soreness, you yeah. know, you you'd get out of bed and be like, oh, 
why did I work out last night? I hopped out of bed. I was, I was fine. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, of course there was like a little bit of soreness, like naturally, but I was like genuinely shocked by how well it worked. Um, and then after that, I messaged uh, one of my friends who he's actually a like professional triple jumper and I had given him CBD. I was like, yeah, it's meant to help with recovery, even though I hadn't tried it for recovery. I was like, um, you know, do your research, have a look. And I messaged him and he said the exact same thing. He was just like 48 hours after the workout, don't really feel much soreness whatsoever. Like it's a real, it's a godsend. So Mm -hmm. that was a new discovery for me. And since then I've been really pushing that angle um, with the fitness world, um, with the wellness world, just, and as, as I've gotten older as well, like I just turned 31, um, which is still obviously quite young, but after you're 30, that's when you start to feel the changes in your body. I think yeah. you start to be like, oh, it's a little bit creaky. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> yeah, I need to oil that one up. <laughs> yeah. And um, so when you thought about the idea and you started looking into it, how did you, because this is such a new area for you, how did you, um, how did you start with it? What did you, what did you, did you know what to do? What did you, how did you start <sighs> Honestly, I'm such a gung-ho person. I was just like, yeah, this is going to work. Like everyone's going to love it because I love it. And I just purchased a bunch of products. Like I worked with the manufacturer, yeah. curated a product, um, which was the the Power Drops, the CBD oil. Um, I launched one product first. Is that right? Two products. Sorry, I, okay. I also had a face mask, mm-hmm. um, which is that came from Korea and we only it's we only have about six of them less left now I'm not going to continue them even though they're an amazing product don't get me wrong but we just had supply chain issues mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like the supplier was like you need to order 500,000 in order to like make an order and I'm like I can't do that so um we have to discontinue that one for now. It might come back in the future. We don't know. But yeah, it was the CBD oil and the face mask. So yeah. originally I saw a real gap in the market for um, skincare. So CBD is amazing for your skin. Anything inflammation, anything dryness, age defying properties. Um, it helps with protecting you from free radicals, from pollution, from UV rays. It does so much for your skin. And so I, I was like, this, this is a real gap. And it also bypasses a lot of the legal issues that you have with selling CBD that you consume. Yeah. So that was my original plan. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't like think about it that much. Yeah. I, it was really, I really just jumped in with two feet and I, it probably took a couple of months for me to really get hit in the face with it all. Um, it what it has not been an easy process at all. There has been a lot of sort of regulation issues where the FSA has put in some tough regulations that people had to get around and it, ca- it kind of put the CBD industry on a halt. Um, I quickly realized that the beauty industry is really difficult to get it to, first of all, get into, second of all, keep up with Um, the trends, just you, you get wiped out by the bigger brands. So I remember I was very, very much so on this skincare route. And then I think it was Body Shop 
or, or um, what's that brand? Paula, Paula's Choice? Yeah. Yeah. I think at the same time, they both came out with like CBD uh, skincare range. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, like we didn't know about this. And I was like, yes, like perfect timing. But just as quickly as it came in, it went out and people very quickly forgot about it. And then I started watching the beauty industry uh, with other ingredients you know, um, a really strong one, say, is hyaluronic acid. That is a very strong ingredient. Like, it, it, it works for everything. It's amazing. But even that, you see it trend and then people forget about it because the new thing comes along, like prickly pear comes along or something like that, and then people forget about it. And then, and what I learned was that you need to have a team, a lot of money, and, like, you really need to be on it. And I was like, you know what, this this doesn't really suit my business model. Yeah. It doesn't suit um, how I want to run a business. I want a sustainable product. I want something that people are going to include in their routine. And come back to. and yeah, you know, they're going to be loyal to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to use it and they're going to be like, oh, wow, this is a, this is staple now. Like this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to use. Part of my routine, yeah. yeah. And I and as well, there was always like, the part of me that was like, oh, I really want people's lives to be improved. I, I want to help. I want to like, I was in a rough state and it really brought me out of that. And I want to be able to do that for other people as well. I want to help. And skincare just wasn't, you know, it's a very small part yeah. of, of that. It's very, um, even though I believe that skincare is still, it's, I think it's very important because it forms part of our cycle. You know, it shows you when you're stressed. It shows you when you're not in a good way mentally, you'll break out, you know, you be inflamed, et cetera, et cetera. And also on the flip side of that, when you are feeling like your skin is not desirable or where you want it to be at, that affects your mental health too. It affects your confidence. It affects how you move throughout your day, what you wear. Like, are you wearing makeup because you're just trying to hide your blemishes or you wear makeup because you like genuinely just want to wear makeup. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it really affects how you feel about yourself. So, um, but in saying that it is a very small part in wellness, um, there's a lot to explore. So I decided to not abandon it, but I decided to make it a third of the business you know that you don't have all your eggs in one basket when you're trying something out sometimes you know because i think you've got obviously the face mask which i know that you're not going forward with the oil and you've got the bath salts and what are the other products that yeah. you have so we actually have we've not launched it online but we've been selling it um in real life and testing it out with the market is um nootropic supplements so they don't have cbd in them but they have a medicinal mushroom called lion's mane Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing for clarity and focus. It's best known for um, NGF, which is neuron growth factor. So it helps to regenerate the neurons in your brain, which is why it helps with clarity and focus so much. Um, and then it ha- the other main ingredient is in it is maca root, which is a Peruvian Amazonian root that helps with energizing you naturally and sustainably uh, where you don't get a crash. And it has a billion other benefits, but the main ones that I'm focusing on is how it treats your hormones. So it helps you regulate your hormones for both men and women. So it helps with libido. It helps with, um, like for women, it helps with managing like period pains, managing mood swings. And for men, it helps with um, testosterone and just, yeah, having that like healthy 
regulation of hormones. So the reason that I decided to go into that is um, number one, the, the restrictions on creating new CBD products. Uh, you basically can't ones that you consume at the moment. Yeah. So I wanted to pivot into something that was equally as effective um, was going to affect your mind in an energizing way because CBD is very calming. So I wanted to create a cycle yeah. My products. Yeah. And I suppose then I should probably correct myself and when I introduced you, I introduced it as a CBD brand, but it's become. That's okay. I do that as well. <laughs> we've <laughs> so we've become, recently pivoted. <laughs> yeah, it's, become, it's become bigger than that. How would you describe the brand yourself then? Right now, I'm still yeah. working it out. This is one of the things I've found with business is you need to find your niche. And sometimes you need to create your own niche. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of doing that. So at the moment, I'm describing it as a CBD and nootropics wellness company. That's a bit of a mouthful. So <laughs> I, I'm looking to... <laughs> to get something a bit catchier than that. Yeah, yeah. I need like if an acronym it, or. <laughs> if you've got like a minute in an elevator and you meet Richard Branson, I think you need something a bit snappy. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, sweetie. But um, <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult to hone in on it because it's. Yeah. I don't want to just say wellness because that's, I feel in the last year, especially with COVID and whatnot, the the word wellness has just been, I'm not going to say trashed, but it's been overused a lot. You know, people are using wellness is like the smallest thing, getting your eyelashes done. Apparently that's wellness now and things like that. So, um, which I'm fine. You know what, as long as, people are treating themselves better yeah I'm happy use the word however you want but um I would yeah I need to find a, a word to associate the company with now and what do you think of the either the things or the people that have helped you progress as you've you've gone along in, in business um so number one is like you really only need one. I know this is so cliche and so lame of me to say, but you really only need one person and that's yourself. Like Mm -hmm. self-belief beyond anything. Um, A hurdle that I came across in the beginning before I even started, like before I had developed a name and a brand, when I started to tell people like what I wanted to do, people were so negative. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's out of, care or jealousy or or what it was but I had a lot of backlash that was like oh the CBD market's saturated it's oversaturated or you know it's not going to be what about when um marijuana becomes legal then CBD is going to be irrelevant like just really like unnecessary stuff yeah Yeah. so a lot of it was like I just had to be I just really had to believe in what I was doing the second person ultimately was my dad. Mm-hmm. He has been number one supporter from the beginning. Um, his background, he's been a partner at a accounting firm. He's in like forensic accounting um, for like 30, 35 years or whatever. So he has a very strong business acumen and it's very traditional. I'm, I'm, I'm a very untraditional person. I just, yeah... <laughs> I don't listen. I'm very like, yeah, let's just do this. Um, I jump in with things. Whereas my dad, he's very, he's, he's my anchor. Yeah. Um, he's my straightforward guardian angel on the back. He really keeps me on track emotionally as well. Um, one of the biggest things in this journey for me has been keeping my emotions intact 
and having a strong, stable mind. And it's progressed so much since I started. But at the start, the the pressure you put on yourself is incredible. You're like to succeed, yeah. um, especially when you feel like this represents you. Like I felt, I really feel that Empower is like me. Yeah, it's part of you. It's part of me. And I had to learn to emotionally detach myself because if the smallest thing went wrong, like the sm- like I ordered stickers and they came and they were like the wrong, I would like have a breakdown and my dad would just be like. (laughs) Stickers. No one there, you know, only, you know, that they're not perfect or. Yeah. Like no one cares. No one else cares. But um, yeah. So my dad, he's been a real stability. He's always been there for me. It's actually been a real shame about COVID because I haven't seen him in about two and a half years. We we FaceTime every second day. Um, he's up to date on absolutely everything that happens. And he he accepts my way of business, but he, and he knows his role, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. He's never imposing. Try to get in too much involved or tell you what to do yeah. in, in a different way. You know what I mean? Because parents can be, it's like when they teach you how to drive. Not that my parents ever did, but, you know, if you've got <laughs> that person, you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to kill them. Like, what are they yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, like, please <laughs> just stop telling me how to do everything. Um <laughs> So, but yeah. he's not like that. Yeah. So no, and he, he just really let he's let me fly free with it, if that makes sense. And he's just yeah. I think because he went, he's been through such a long career. He knows the mistakes that he's made. He knows that you you need to make mistakes in order to learn from them. And if you have someone spoon feeding you and holding your hand the whole time, not making those mistakes, you will never learn. Um, and I did always say with this business as well that I wanted it to be I wanted it to be hard and I wanted to be a learning experience so that the next business is like it just feels easier yeah I think that that's so key though as well in terms of that you you know if you're waiting for it to be perfect that you don't make any mistakes that's never going to happen so you may as well just get on and do it because if you don't somebody else will come along and do an idea very similar or I don't know there's room for many brands and you know and you're the creator of your brand you know you're a creator of your brand and that's how it makes it different as well but you know I would just you know not wait and just you know don't wait till it's perfect and and go ahead and you mentioned there about another business or the next thing what do you feel is the next thing for Empower like where would you like to take it? Uh, I'm hoping that it can expand internationally I'm hoping that the supplement side of things keep going. I want to, it's always going to be natural. It's always going to be things that help our mind, connects our body to our mind. I want to create a really strong community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very important for me. So I'm I'm currently in the, in the process of developing an ambassador team. And hopefully through that, we can bring in a lot of people from different disciplines of fitness, different disciplines yeah. of all sorts of things together um and eventually I would like to have like my own retreat kind of thing like I haven't I haven't fully worked it out in my head but some sort of sanctuary sanctuary retreat always bring uh other businesses in other brands in as well because at the end of the day the name is empower and when I'm in a position to be able to empower others I want to be able to do that I want to uplift people um as much as possible and yeah, so I don't know what country it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen, but just 
It could be just a from it doesn't have to be in any country. You can just be wherever the mood takes you. You can run retreats or do, you know, yeah, yeah. Brand to retreats or sponsor things or become part of things. It doesn't have to be a stationary thing. It can just be whatever you yeah. want. To be, you I know? mean, that that's the goal. And I know this is a lot of people's goals, but I feel like I'm genuinely in a position to achieve it is where you have that life where you can travel and work and set things up on the go and um, yeah. I had this, I had a Zoom call with a, a woman who runs this huge yoga company. Um, we were talking about setting up something at a festival and she was in, I believe at the time she was in Kenya yeah. and she was from London and she would just move like back and forth and then and between different countries in Africa with setting up retreats and having different I was just like in awe of her I was like oh my god you're just like in Africa like doing things and and then she would just be like yeah I'm coming back to London and this I'm like how do you or even organize yourself like that that's like that's incredible to me and so that's for me that's the goal as well especially being like an international bub like my mum's Jamaican I'm from Australia I have an English passport you know so I'm kind of like dotted all around the world so and and finally then what would you say what are your words of advice to people that want to start their own business honestly just do it Mm -hmm. I don't I cannot there's nothing that I can say to convince you that everything's going to be okay it's a massive risk it's but the worst thing that can happen is that you just go back to what you were doing before. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> if you just go from the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is that you don't make the profit you thought you were going to make. You don't achieve the financial goals you thought you were going to make, but you can always pivot off that. You can, let's say you make a business and you're struggling to make it work yourself. You can always join up with someone else. Yeah. You can make a co-founding situation of someone who has more financial um, expertise or you can pivot that and make it a, I don't know, non-for-profit something rather or a com- turn it into a community. You can always, there's always or, something to go. I think as well, it's also, you know, knowing when it's time that if it isn't working, knowing when it's time to move on to the next thing. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. Like, those other things. Because it's something that should be giving you, as much as I think, um, you know, your own business should give you energy as well. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's draining, but you should be getting that energy from it as well. Yeah, like you should, no matter how hard it is, not and not every day, let's not be like, let's not be crazy, but you should most days be waking up being like, okay, how am I going to make this better today? Or how, like, I'm excited to do this. Um, I just wanted to actually touch on one piece of advice because you asked me before um, the people who have like helped Mm-hmm. I would say 100% get a business coach of some sort, some sort of advisory. Um, separate to my dad, I have a business coach who he happens to be a close friend of mine as well. Yeah. But without his guidance and expertise, which I never had because I was in the corporate world, like I, I didn't know a lot of the stuff. I'm, I haven't known what I'm doing. And still to this day, like he's guiding me and guiding me and guiding me. Um, it's just so good to have and to have someone to vent to who is never going to judge you because you pay, they're almost like a business therapist as well. Like you pay them. They're like, they're under confidentiality agreements. You know, um, they are just someone that you can always go to. They have expertise that you don't have. It's very, very important to have some sort of advisory business coach. Like that is, 
pay whatever you need to pay for it because without it, you will feel lost, you will struggle, you'll be looking at all sorts of YouTube videos, Instagram reels to help you, um, which will help, but it's not going to be a curated Your message for you. Yeah. Yeah. I do, and I think there's good networking groups like that as well. And yeah, absolutely. Like Enterprise Nation are quite good um, as well to help you with that. But I know what you mean in terms of it is very much to when you're working one-to-one with someone, it's tailored to you. And even if it's not something that you can afford long-term, you know, if you can have those initial conversations to help steer you on the right track and then dip back into it, if it's not something you keep on going long-term. Yeah, and, absolutely. And Natalie, so where can people find you and the brand? So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Nat A. Meredith. That's my personal. The business Empower Botanics at Empower Botanics. It's E-M-P-W-R. I took out the vowels because I'm edgy. <laughs> it looks good altogether and I'll put them in the show notes as well so people can find you but Thank thanks you so much, much. Uh, for joining me today Natalie and I'm, I'm on my way to check out I need to find out where I can buy these uh, mushroom supplements because they sound great so I'm oh I'm we're gonna... sorry let me say we're launching them on August 4th today okay. on the website I'm putting up the um, pre-sale sign up yeah. so uh, if you check out my Instagram and go into the link in the bio, then you'll be able to sign up early and you'll get early access. You'll get um, discount on the Nootropics products and then also you'll get like a little free gift too. Um, so yeah, check that out. I will, I will. I'm going to go get that now. Thank you very much for joining me. And if you have enjoyed listening, we'd love for you to uh, subscribe and leave a review. And I'll be back next week with another great guest. Thank you so much, Nicole. I appreciate your time.